three. Didn't get there. Looked like Jamal Adams may have led the charge from his safety position. Two. The Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets. Now here are your hosts, Tim McMaster and Connor Hughes. Listen safely. Can't wait. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Can't Wait podcast. It's our Jets pod here at The Athletic. Tim McMaster along with Connor Hughes. If you're checking us out on YouTube, you also see Marissa Morris, our producer on the screen. Thanks for joining us. This is our first primetime edition of the live version of the Can't Wait podcast. <laughs> uh, subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you're watching your podcast and are listening to your podcast. And check out theathletic.com slash can't wait to save 40% off a one-year subscription to The Athletic. Last time we did this podcast, Connor, it was May 26th, and it was because Jamal Adams had demanded a trade from the New York Jets, and we talked all about how the Jets had control over him and there was no way that was going to happen. So time went by, and, and people forgot about Jamal Adams. And then today, Jamal Adams has requested a trade again from the New York Jets. So we're doing the podcast again. He's keeping us going through the offseason. Um, but it feels like... Pandemic be damned. <laughs> it feels like even though Jamal is making himself known again, nothing else has really changed, right? No. No, I think I think that's the the crazy wild thing about all this. I mean, when I mean, look, it, this is major news because before it was like the Jamal Adams trade. It was like speculation that like Jamal wanted the deal. He had never actually said straight up, "I want to be traded by the Jets." It, that that had never been something he had said before. It was all kind of, you know, it, it was loosely implied that like I want to be paid. I want my long term extension. If I don't get my long term extension, well, maybe like you know, it was kind of like one of those sort of things. This is the first time since Jamal Adams has been a Jet, even dating back to the deadline last year where there was all that, you know, hoopla between him and him and the team and fielding calls, not fielding calls, shopping him, all that kind of just mumbo jumbo semantics uh, battle. This is the first time that he has legitimately come out now and told the team, trade me, that he has come out and said, if you are not going to extend me this offseason, Trade me away. Get rid of me. I'm done. I don't want to play here anymore. And and that's the that's the major news. That that is the big change in this whole battle between the Jets and Adams, is that now there has been a a a, a true turn of the ugliness between these two sides. You know, we've kind of been saying, oh, it has a chance to get ugly. It has a chance to get ugly. It has a chance. No, it, it's it's ugly now. Now it's ugly. Where he's saying, I don't want to play for this team anymore. Trade me. And and when I, the crazy thing and the the weird thing about it though is that when this story was broken by uh, ESPN and the New York Daily News, when this first came out, I was actually, I was running some errands. You know, me and uh, my, my fiance Bray are going to the shore tomorrow. So, I, you know, ignorant me, I was like, oh, easy Thursday. You know, I'm going to relax, get some errands done, clean up the house. And then we're going to go, uh, you know, Friday, we'll head down to the shore early, have an extra day there. Then we have the weekend going into Monday and Tuesday. So I'm out run, running errands when I look down at my phone and see the alert. I'm like, oh man, now we got to work. So First thing I did was I called my editor and, and, and just kind of see like, all right, look, this is what I'm going to do next. These are the people I'm going to call. This is how I'm going to get some background information. This is how I'm going to figure this out, that out. This is where we can piece it together. And I was like, the crazy thing, though, is, man, is that once you get these other pieces to the puzzle, I was talking about like a story to write. And I was like, Chris, Chris Strauss is my editor. I was like, Chris, it's the same thing that we wrote literally Almost a month ago to the day, on May 22nd, we ran a story on The Athletic analyzing the Jets' options with Jamal Adams. And the Jets' options with Jamal Adams 
They have not changed. They are exactly the same. Nothing aside from Jamal Adams now officially kicking, screaming, and yelling has changed regarding this situation. The Jets still want to pay him. The Jets still want to make him a Jet for life. The Jets still have no intention to trade him. They love the type of player he is. They love the type of guy he is in the locker room. They love the type of impact that he has on the field. They love what he's like off the field. And Joe Douglas was not lying when he said, I want to make Jamal Adams a Jet for life. The thing that has changed from when the Jets said, look, we're going to get through free agency, we're going to get through the draft, we're going to get through undrafted free agency, and then we're going to start the conversations with Jamal Adams about the the, the long-term contract extension. That's the outline that Joe Douglas kind of gave Jamal Adams when the season ended and they had their end-of-season meetings. That's what he stressed again at the NFL Combine. The thing that has changed from then to the fact that the Jets have not had any conversations with Jamal Adams about a a long-term contract extension. The Jets have not submitted any form of an offer. The thing that has changed from the Jets saying that that's our plans to do it and the fact the Jets haven't is the fact we're under a global pandemic. (laughs) We are in a global pandemic. The whole world is like shutting down, dude. Like everyone (laughs) all over the place, not just here in Florham Park. Everywhere. We are in a global pandemic. A global pandemic that may or may not cost the NFL their season. A global pandemic that even if there is a season, may or may not have fans in the stands. And if there are not fans in the stands, the NFL is going to lose $3.2 billion because it's a global pandemic. So the Jets' plans to extend Jamal Adams, they were put a little bit on a hold because of something that they, nor any other team in the league, can control. So what they're doing right now is they're saying, Jamal, We want to pay you. We still intend on paying you. We're still going to pay you. But right now, we have no idea what is going to happen this coming NFL season. We have no idea what the salary cap situation is going to look like after this season, where if they lose $3.2 billion, you're looking at a potential $70 million cut. They have no clue what this is going to look like going forward, so they can't pay him right now. It's not that they're not going to pay him. It's not that they don't have plans to pay him. It's that they can't pay him for a myriad of reasons, including a global pandemic. And by the way, they also don't have to pay him because the Jets have him under control for two full years. This isn't like Yannick, like we've said, over in Jacksonville, where he's played out his contract, he's on his, he's on, he's franchise tagged. Jamal is not franchise tagged. Jamal has the fourth and fifth years of his rookie contract still to go. Then if the Jets want to franchise tag him again, then if they really want to franchise it, they can tag him again. So not only do they not have to pay him, they've got him under contract and they just can't pay him right now. So like when I was looking at this whole thing, again, nothing has changed. And it seems like such common sense to me where it's like, oh, I get, I totally understand why the Jets haven't paid Jamal Adams yet. If I was in Jamal Adams' shoes, I would personally be like, yeah, hell yeah, man. I want more money, but... I can't get more money right now because of the global pandemic. I mean, all of all of us at The Athletic are going through the same exact thing. There are a bunch of people. Like, a lot of us here at The Athletic, we're due for pay raises. You can't do it right now because of the global – like, you, you can't do it. It's kind of like a common sense thing. Like, oh, you know what? Now probably isn't the right time to knock on the door and say, hey, boss, can I have a raise? Like, now is not the time to do it. You kind of just got to fight through it. And then once you're through this pandemic, once we come out on the other end of this thing, once the – everything writes itself and gets back normal, that's when you can get back to the negotiating table and do all this thing. We are literally in the exact same boat, just with far less millions and millions and millions of dollars on the table here. It seems like common sense to be like, oh, okay, I get that. Unless you're Jamal Adams, where you're like, hey, Panthers paid Christian McCaffrey, where's my money? Guess what, dude? 
Every single other player who was drafted in the same round as you has not gotten that contract extension. Pat Mahomes, who just won a Super Bowl and was MVP, he's still waiting. Deshaun Watson, he's still waiting. Khalil Mack had to wait outside of three years. Aaron Donald had to wait outside of three years. Jalen Ramsey, still waiting. All of these top-tier players are still waiting to get paid because it is an anomaly unless you're a quarterback or a running back to get paid after your first three years. And that's not including a global pandemic. So the fact that this is like escalated to this point it just blows my mind man it it it, it's just it's maddening it's maddening because like look i get why he wants to get paid he has outperformed his contract he is worth 10 times more than what the jets are going to pay him this coming season but like to stomp your feet and throw this kind of a temper tantrum and now demand a trade over it and here's here's the wild thing now here's like the whole big caveat that just really just takes my mind it goes like the whole damn thing not only has jamal adams demanded a trade for the jets because they won't give him his long-term contract extension According to, to Calvin Watkins, who used to work for us, now he works for the Dallas Morning News, Jamal Adams has let teams know that if they trade for him, if these certain teams trade for him, he won't ask for a contract right. extension. So he'll go to these certain teams. Apparently, the list is out from ESPN. It's like the Seahawks, the 49ers. I got to bring it up here. I can, I can rattle it's, it off. Um, I got it for it's, you. Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Seahawks, and Cowboys. There you go. So so according to those teams, if Jamal Adams goes to those teams, he will not ask for a contract extension yet. So apparently it's only the Jets that he wants the contract extension from. If they trade him, well then suddenly he does suddenly he's totally cool playing on on the 4.6 million or whatever the hell he's getting paid this year. Suddenly he's totally cool playing on that salary if he goes to play with these other teams. Only the Jets. The Jets have to pay him. It's like He's, it's like he's almost like now talking out of like both sides of his mouth where it's like, no, you have to pay me. I'm worthy of the more money. Pay me or trade me. Pay me or trade me. Oh, but if you trade me that team, I won't ask for a contract extension. Like if you're the Jets, that's got to piss you the hell off. Oh, yeah. Like if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm like, F you, dude. Like what? Like, are you kidding me? Like this is like co- use common sense. Like you're in a global pandemic and then you're pulling this card. Oh, no, they don't have to, only you have to pay me. You have to pay me, Joe. But but Seattle? No, they don't got to pay me. No, they they don't have to. Eagles? No, they don't have to pay me. They don't, no, just you. You're the only. That's just bullshit, man. Like I'm sorry, but that that's just it. Just blows my mind. Like that. It just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It just uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah, and that makes you wonder make if it's even about the money at all, or if he's just been bitter. Maybe since the trade deadline, when he you know oh. was a happy guy until he thought they got traded, which is also kind of ironic here that you know during the season. There's rumors about the Jets shopping him, which we know wasn't the case. It was more the case of them listening. And he got mad about that, and now he's mad and wants to be traded. He's just going back and forth, and it's not a good look. You mentioned the the pandemic, and actually in a long Instagram reply today, he actually mentioned some of those players that you mentioned. He said, yeah, Pat Mahomes is going to get paid. That's great. He's my guy. You know, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's going to get 40 to $60 million. I would wait for that too. Well, you're going to get a lot too, Jamal, if you wait. And then he mentioned Christian Percy? McCaffrey yeah. as well. And he used that to say, don't use the pandemic excuse. Christian McCaffrey just get paid not that long ago. It's just, it's not a good look. And then you look around the, the sports world, right? Major League Baseball, which is its own complete and utter disaster. Don't get me started yeah. on that. Yeah. But those players are going to take a 60 to 70% pay cut if they play at all. I mean, that that entire sport is looking at 60 to 70% pay cuts because they're going to get paid pro-rated for what looks like 60, 65 games. And and he's saying, pay me now. It just, it's just not great. Yeah. And then it seems like it's almost gone. I'm, Kim Jones had this tweet, Connor. She said she had spoken to him um, about permission to, to seek the trade. 
and he spoke in the past tense like it was a done deal. But we've heard him speak like this before. Are we at the point where in 24 hours we should expect Jamal Adams to either quiet down and we don't hear from him a while? Or or do you expect this to be the time that this continues to go and he's just going to complete, just going to continue to rant and rave until he gets traded? Two things. You mentioned you mentioned the running backs, and we actually wrote this in that story. We, we've tweeted it out since, and and it's uh, the story we ran on July tw- uh, May twenty second. I'm sorry. It's it's about the running backs getting paid because outside of non quarterbacks, the guy the 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 primary factor of the people who have gotten contracts uh, after their third years, a lot of them have been running backs. Right. Todd Gurley, um, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, like these guys have all gotten contracts. But if you look at the shelf life of a running back. The vast majority of the players are not Adrian Peterson. So the vast majority of these guys, once they hit 30 years old, they're done. If you look at this, if you wait the five years to pay a running back and then you pay them, giving them three additional guaranteed years on top of that, which is what most NFL contracts are, three-year deal, three-year guaranteed deals with deals with dummy years tacked on, you're going to end up paying guys a massive chunk of money for no longer being very good players. You're going to be paying them a large chunk of that money. Like you say, a guy comes out at, at – uh, 20 uh 23 years old right a generally guy gets drafted 23 years old plays out his five years of his rookie deal brings him to 28 years old you then give him a three-year contract you're only of those three years where you're paying him a boatload of money you're getting him pretty good at 29 30 31 there's a chance he falls off the rocker like crazy especially if you're a really good running back and you're getting fed the ball a ton you're falling off the rocker by extending a guy after his third year it pretty much ensures that you're paying the guy for you're paying him a premier price but you're paying him a, pre- a premier price for the years that you know he's going to be a premier player because if you look at that zeke contract if you look at the christian mccaffrey contract they're going to be done when those players are 28 29 years old con- uh, conceivably when they hit that running back wall and start falling off like that's why you pay a running back early you obviously pay a quarterback early because he's a quarterback and you're like just just pay the guy i mean he's a quarterback he's a difference on a field but that's also why a bunch of these other players, corners, linebackers, pass rushers, everyone else, receivers, they don't get those contracts after three years. It just doesn't make uh, financial sense. And then, and then back to your, your other point here on on why, like, if this is going to continue and if this is going to be a daily thing, it might be, man. But, like, the whole thing is, and we, again, we talked about this a month ago, Jamal Adams does not have any cards. So this isn't like... And I use this analogy before. Well, I guess this his card not, is complaining and making a bunch of the, noise. Exactly. Yeah. This is the only thing he can do. This yeah. isn't like, you know, he's got a he's got a hand and the Jets have a stronger hand, but maybe Jamal can manipulate some things to make his hand better. No, this is the Jets have all of the cards and they pick and choose which ones Jamal Adams gets to hold at any particular point in time. They have him under contract this season. They have him under contract next season. They can have him under contract the year after that on a franchise tag. And then because safeties don't make all that much money, the highest paid guy is getting like $15 million or a shade under 15. You can franchise tag him a second year as well and still not have to pay him all that much money. So you're not you, – the, the all Jamal can do is this – is is just be a nuisance and a thorn in the side of Joe Douglas and complain on Instagram and complain to the media and leak reports of that this is happening and leak reports that this is happening and get angry and get mad and do all these different things. That's really all Jamal can do. That That's the only play he has. Once he plays it, there's nothing else there. There's no other thing he can do because, again, the Jets control him. This is not like he's played out his rookie contract and he can just say, you know what, trade me or I'm not showing up. He can do that, 
But the Jets are going to find the hell out of him, man, because they can. They can find him for every day he misses, every practice he misses, and every game he misses. And that bill is going to be a hell of a lot more than the shade under $5 million he's set to make this year. I can promise you that. That dude is going to get fined out his you-know-what if he doesn't start showing up. Because, I mean, look, you saw what Joe, the stance Joe Douglas took on Kalecchio Semele when he felt he wasn't, he was kind of uh, faking an injury and just when he lost his starting job decided he's not going to play anymore. Joe Douglas went toe-to-toe with that dude and was like, I don't care. Go ahead. We're going we're gonna to file your grievance. We're not going to cut you. We're going to make you show up. And then we're going to start finding you and we're not going to authorize the surgery. Like, Joe Douglas doesn't take shit, dude. Like, that, he just doesn't. Like, that's not the type of general manager he is. He's a former offensive lineman. He's an offensive lineman that had to earn everything he got. He's a guy who has had to earn everything he's gotten to this point in the NFL as a talent. I mean, the dude was a Turk. He was the Turk for the Ravens, and now he's a general manager for a football team. He's paid his dues. He's not somebody that's just going to roll over. He is going to fight, and he is going to stick up for what he believes in. You saw it with his free agent negotiations, and you're going to see it here with this. He's not going to – Jamal can – again, Jamal can scream and yell. It's going to fall on deaf ears with Joe Douglas, and all it's going to do is if you piss him off – like, I'll be honest with you, man. If I was in like this, Joe Douglas is not the general manager I feel like pissing off. He's just – he doesn't strike me as that dude. He strikes me as the guy that's going to say, like, look – we're now we're not going to trade you. We're just going to keep you on the roster and find the hell out of you. We don't care. We'll we'll that, like we'll just we'll we'll deal with it. And and I just I don't. I'm I truly am dumbfounded. I, I truly am dumbfounded by this entire thing because I like if I was Jamal, I'd be pissed off. I'd be upset. I would be angry that I'm not getting my money. But the Jets aren't the team I would be angry, upset, and disgruntled over. It would be the fact that we are in a global pandemic and this is what happened, right? I mean, this is what happened. I mean, again. You had a bunch of people like at at all companies, all over the country, the athletic, uh, other newspapers all over the place, uh, media agencies, all people that were due raises, that were supposed to have raises, and now they had to take pay cuts because of the the corona. Like the, the the economy's in bad shape, dude. Like that's a fact. It's everywhere. It's it's also not just here in the United States. It's all over the world. The economy's in bad shape. It's kind of like one of those things you just get pissed off at the situation. Like you're pissed off at the coronavirus because this is what has put us in this position, and it sucks, and it's not fun. But this is the hand the world was dealt. And you kind of got to understand, like, look, it's it's not whatever. But again, like, in my head, this is what also blows my mind, is that, like, I'm sitting here thinking that stance. But then Calvin Watkins, who, again, is a very reputable reporter. He's not BSing this. He's not making this up. Jamal now suddenly will not ask for an extension if he's traded to another team, which goes hand in hand with what you said, which is, well, does he even then want to play for the Jets? Is this just about a guy that's trying to force his way out of a team and almost – uh? to a much lesser extent, what Antonio Brown did with the Raiders, where Antonio Brown just decided he didn't want to play for the Oakland Raiders anymore, so he just became so much of a problem that Mike Mayock eventually said, screw this, we're done, cut, done, out, we're done, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Which is one thing, right? I mean, he could disrupt the locker room being a leader guy, being the leader of that defense. He could cause some problems come, you know, once everybody, uh, we hope, eventually is back in a locker room somewhere. Yeah, I hope so. We've got to hope that happens soon. Otherwise, we're all in deep, you know what? That that doesn't happen. We're all in trouble. But, uh, yeah, that that would be the one thing. Like, his, this this straw that, that Adams – like, this is not going to be the straw that breaks Joe Douglas's back. This is not the one that he's going to be like, oh, man, Jamal just said he wants to be traded, and he put some, you know, really moody thing on, on Instagram. You know, Joe's, Joe's not going <laughs> to blink an eye over that. He, Joe's going to say, what's Instagram? Like, that's, like, that's going to be his reaction. But – when if this keeps now piling up over the like I said, it's always been like this has the potential to get ugly. This might get ugly. This could get ugly. It's looking like it could get ugly. Is it going to get ugly? Blah, blah blah. Like all that stuff. That's that's kind of always been 
in the air. Well, now it's officially gotten ugly. So now how ugly is it going to get? And is this going to be something where Jamal keeps keeps going, keeps going, and it becomes a situation where the Jets have no choice but to trade him, right? I mean, I think that that there is that possibility. I don't know how much more it can get without Jamal Adams hurting his own reputation. And I don't think he's going to want to do that because he is. He's a prideful guy. He wants to be the best player. He wants to be the best safety that's ever lived, the best safety in the NFL. And he starts pulling some of those cards. Like, it's going to take a ding on his reputation. And some teams are going to look at what he's doing and say, that's not what we want in our locker room. Like, what if we don't – what if the time comes to negotiate a contract and when we go to negotiate a contract, we're not in the same ballpark as the Jets? Because that's the other thing. The Jets and him haven't even talked money. This isn't about, like, the offer that the Jets made him. Because if Jamal Adams wants to be the highest-paid player on the Jets, he's got another thing coming. Because I don't see the Jets giving this dude $17, $18 million a year to surpass what C.J. Mosley is making. So all this, like, bickering and fighting, this is all over just when a contract is going to start to be talked about. They haven't even gotten to the numbers yet. Like, they haven't even talked about signing bonus, total money, guarantee, annual per year. None of that's even been discussed. This is just about when Jamal Adams is thinking about getting paid. So that's a whole other problem that could come up in this whole negotiation. But there, there is the chance, obviously, like you said, that, that he could just become such a nuisance that Douglas says, I'm done. But I think that that would probably be it, – it, it's not something that's going to happen like tomorrow. It would be several weeks, maybe a couple months of just continuing to try to poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear, and then finally the Jets say we're done. But again, Jamal can play that. He can try and go that route. But if he does, it's going to take a ding on his reputation. Again, when the next team comes in here that does trade for Adams, are they going to have second thoughts to say, like, man, if he's doing this now just because the Jets haven't talked about a deal with him, what's he going to do when we don't offer him $18 million for a safety? Right? Because look at the two safeties that just got paid. They are arguably two of the best safeties in the NFL. They didn't get saving $17 million. They didn't get $18 million. Tyron Matthew just signed it, just signed again. He didn't get seven. Landon Collins didn't get $18 million. So if Jamal wants that much money, no other team has paid a safety that much money ever. That's never happened. So are they going to be willing? Like there's, there's a line. They'll make him the highest paid safety at 15 or at 16, 16 and a half million dollars. When you start getting to 17, 18, if that's what he wants, I just don't know if that deal, that deal is not going to be there from the jets. I don't think it's going to be there from 31 other teams either. So one more thing before, and we want to get to some some questions, some great questions coming in on the chat. A lot of good questions. Uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> before that, he gives them this list of teams that you know he'll accept uh, a trade there. By the way, like won't need- half of them can't even afford him, and well, like thir- right. seventy. I, I asked. I've reached out not to interrupt you, Tim, but. I reached out to, this is the story that we have running tomorrow is like a brief recap of like, oh, by the way, nothing's changed in a month. But then also I reached out to all of our writers that cover these teams that Jamal Adams like wants to go play for. And I said to him, I was like, hey, look, I don't think Jamal is going to get dealt anytime soon. But like, what do you, what do like you guys like, look, Aaron Rice covers the Texans for us. That dude knows a million times more about the Texans than I ever would. So instead of me going through their roster and be like, oh, this might work, this might work. I just asked him, I was like, dude, do you have like, is there anyone on that team that you think might want to move at a position the Jets need, wide receiver, offensive lineman, corner, obviously safety, pass rusher, something like that. And talking to all these other guys, and the story's going to run tomorrow morning on The Athletic, you'll see very clearly that not only are these teams, do these teams not have that much to offer up the Jets other than like late-round draft picks, they also don't have many players. And for a good portion of these guys, they also don't have the cap space to pay Jamal any kind of extension. Like the Texans just paid Laramie Tunsil, or they're working on paying Laramie Tunsil, they got to pay Deshaun Watson. 
Like, where's the money coming from? You're not going to not pay Deshaun to pay a safety. Like, that's not going to happen. So, sorry. Yeah, not to interrupt you, Timmy. Yeah, no, and I was just going to say, why would the Jets trade him to a team he wants to be traded to, right? Like, why not? Trade whoever gives him the best deal. I don't give a shit. I mean, if the Redskins give you a great deal, hey, send him to D.C. Yeah, yeah, send him the Browns. Like send him, send him to Jacksonville. You think they can, if if the Jaguars go, hey, we'll give you Yannick and a first. You think the you think Joe Douglas is gonna say mm, you weren't on Jamal's yeah, list? Sorry list. guys, and just like hang up the phone. Hell no, he's taking the pass rusher in a first rounder. That's exactly what he's gonna do. He doesn't give a crap. Like the fact Jamal's like the only positive is that by Jamal giving them this list and saying, hey, here are the teams I would like to be traded to, is that he's saying these are the teams that I wouldn't hold out and want an extension from so that the Jets could say something like, oh, well, you know, at least now we know we can get a deal done with these teams because blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's it, it's a it, – it, there's a lot. There's a lot here. But, yes, you're, you're completely right. It's, it's not like he's going to say, like, they're taking the best offer. They're not, they're not sending Jamal. And especially if Jamal's playing this hand, you think they're going to try to make him happy? No, they're going to do what right. the Giants did when they sent Beckham to Cleveland. Beckham wanted to go to Los Angeles, and they sent him to Cleveland. That's I, I what, saw that, a, Browns that's fan, a Browns fan yeah. on Twitter had posted tonight, um, can't yeah. wait to see you in Cleveland, Jamal. Yeah, um, and, that's, right. what the, and that's, that's what Dave Gettleman, what do you think right. Joe Douglas is going to do? Right. You, know, you think he holds a, he holds a little uh, scrudge? Oof. All right, Marissa, let's get into the questions. All right, these are some pretty good questions. We first have to start with Doc AD. It's two, two points he made. He said, not to interrupt you, Tim, could be the name of this podcast. And Marissa, <laughs> please take his coffee away. He's going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> True you know, story, man. I had like day old coffee and like cold brew today. I didn't even make any coffee. Like I said, I've been, I, st- I was like running around the house, like Bree's clean and I'm clean and like nothing's been going on. I'm so worked <laughs> up, man. I wanted to play Warzone with my boys tonight. Instead, I got to deal with this crap. All right. Real All right. Stuff. So. Yes, Jets opinion wants to know, are bridges burned? Can this be repaired? Seems as though the Jets will have, quote, caved if he gets his contract now. And similarly, Andrew wrote, say the Jets do resign Jamal. How does this affect the culture that Douglas is trying to set? Uh, both good questions. I mean, I don't I don't think that this has gotten to the point yet where it's irreparable. I can't say the word. It can be fixed. I think like this isn't the part where it can't be fixed. Like it's it's not at that point, um, in in this whole saga. Like it's get it's ugly and it, it's not pretty right now. But as soon as Jamal Adams gets paid, he's going to be a happy camper showing up there in his Jets hat. Like let's go team. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not terrible at the moment, but you kind of wonder what it's going to be like in a month when Jamal doesn't have his contract still, or what's going to happen in two months when Jamal doesn't have a contract still. Cause the jets have made it very clear. They're not paying the guy. Like they're not going to pay him yet. Cause they have no idea what things are going to look like moving forward. So uh, I, I don't think it's there yet, but it's, it's trending in it's, it's getting there, but it, we're still, I think a little bit way away from, from that, from it being that bad. Yeah, it's amazing what that money does once you get it. it. Makes it all smile. Suddenly, it's Jamal Jet for life. Adams at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, James says, "Do you think the Jets regret not making the trade with Dallas before the draft, knowing they would have had Becton and C.D. Lamb?" That is a hell of a point. Um, yeah. Good one, James. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I never even like that. Of all this, like we've been talking about and ranting and raving, well, I'm ranting. Um, that's actually a subject. Yeah, I think that there's probably a little bit of that because I think if the Jets could have foreshadowed uh, what was to come, then I think that there would have been, yeah, let's just get rid of the guy. Because, yeah, you're right. They would have had C.D. Lamb. And they would, and that was kind of like 
what we were discussing when all of this went down with the whole trade is like, oh, you don't want to trade Jamal. You don't want to trade Jamal. You're like, yeah, you don't really want to trade Jamal. But you need to look at like, yes, you're losing an all pro safety. But what you're getting back, you can use to fill out more. Like you're taking a, a step back at safety to then have, you know, three other holes conceivably filled, you know, with with an extra second round pick and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's certainly something that they would have, uh, if they could redo it, knowing what they know now and the situation they're in now, I think they would have, I think they would have pulled the trigger. And I think they wish they did pull the trigger because again, this headache is not worth it when you're potentially looking at a, a draft where yeah, you could have lost Jamal Adams. You could have filled Jamal Adams with any veteran safety and you wouldn't have had as good of a player of Jamal. But that offense with Beckton at left tackle, if he develops his thoughts, and then C.D. Lamb, you never know. All right. Um, let's go to this one from Taylor. What's Jamal's angle here? He has no leverage. You answered your own question. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't – I mean, he wants to be paid. That He wants to be paid. Well, apparently he wants to be paid by the Jets. But if you're not the Jets, then it's cool. Then it's Coogee. You don't got to be paid. You know, it doesn't really matter. But – um, that's it is he just wants to be paid. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess he figures that if he like, if he screams and yells loud enough, they'll eventually just pay him. But I just, look, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't known Joe Douglas that long. I met the guy when he was introduced as GM and then you kind of formulate a racial relationship as you go on. But he does not strike me as somebody that will respond well to threats. And he's not somebody that's going to respond well to these kind of antics. You're just going to piss him off. And then he's going to say, <laughs> guess what I can do? And he's going to play whatever card he has to make your life miserable. Like there's just kind of what he strikes. Like he's a very understanding guy. He's a caring guy. He knows what he's doing. He's been trained by the best, but like, he's not going to just let you slap him in the face constantly and and try to drag his name through the mud. Like it's just not going to happen. So I don't, I don't really know what the play here is. I don't, cause I don't see one. Like I don't see one other than scream and yell and hope you get traded. Like that, that's kind of it. What about, um, are any of the other players pissed? This is a few questions asked. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm sure some of them think to themselves like, Hey, you know, it's a global pandemic. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of like, I'm sure all these players are out for themselves too, man. Like you, like you, you think Marcus Mays not thinking like, well, you know, I mean, I kind of want my money too, but obviously this isn't working for it. Like, you know, it's different. I guess just, I I don't know. I, I don't think it's anything like that. Right. I don't think that any players are sitting there like, uh, like the whole storyline that had come out where w- the way the Jets were treating uh, Kaleche Osemele was going to cause all these issues with like free agent signing here and stuff because, oh, they're treating this guy bad. They're going to treat him bad. I don't think that's the case with the Jamal thing. I think this is just like a, a typical battle like you saw when Aaron Donald wanted his contract from the 49ers or from the Rams, I'm sorry, or when uh, uh, Khalil Mack wanted his deal and then eventually he got traded and got it from the Bears. Like it's it's one of those. I think it's just going to be one of those one of those things. All right. Uh, Yousef wants to know, is it realistic to think he ends up signing a long-term extension with the Jets? And what would you say the chances that happen if you had given to give a prediction? Uh, I don't want to give like the, the percentage chances. I just, I just don't get it. But like, I, I think there's still a chance they get a long-term deal done. It, it, it's just going to take like, I think it's just going to take like, basically Jamal Adams sitting down in front of Joe Douglas and Joe Douglas telling him very clearly to his face, not through his agent, not through this, not through that, but just telling him clearly to his face, like, look, dude, we want to pay you. Right now is just very hard because of this, this, and this. We know that Christian McCaffrey got paid, but if you look at his contract, a three-year deal, he's going to be done. So if you want to do that and be done, then fine. Like, it's, you you can, it's, it, I think it's just going to take a lot more communication. And, and I think the Jets just assumed 
maybe that that Jamal would would understand the current situation and and clearly he doesn't understand the current situation and that's why they find themselves in this predicament so I don't I, I don't think it's like I said I, I I still think there's a chance a long-term deal gets done it's just going to take understanding from Jamal Adams part and if Jamal Adams refuses to understand this and really digs in and says I refuse to play for you then when that happens, it moves forward. Because right now, he's just asked for a trade. He hasn't said, I refuse to play for the Jets anymore. If it gets to the point where he says, I refuse to play, well, then you're going to put the chances down at like 10% of a long-term extension getting done. But I think it's just going to take Jamal Adams and Joe Douglas having an understanding of this is why it hasn't happened yet. This is why it wasn't the plans, but things change. And, and this is what you know kind of is going to gonna go on. But I think there's still a chance it gets done. I don't think it's like the, the book is totally closed. Obviously, it doesn't look good right now. But I don't think it's totally closed. All right. We're going to end on this one. Um, Mustafa says, dream trade scenario. Uh, I think it's anything that you can get back. Well, they're not going to deal them unless they get a first-round pick. But I think it's going to be anything that, that comes with a first-round pick and a a first-round pick and a starter at a position of need. So if they are able to get a starter, a first-round pick, and a starter – or a first-round pick and a second-round pick. If they can get a first and a second, I think you do the deal because that's a legitimate return haul. And then you're talking about now next year, two first and two twos. If you can get a first-round pick and a starter, and I'm not talking about like a middling starter. Like I'm not talking about you know a first-round pick and somebody like Alex Lewis, who's a good player but kind of just a serviceable guy. I'm talking like an above-average quality starter who's not necessarily a pro bowler but a really good, decent player. One of those guys and a first-round pick, I think that, that would be a, a pretty good deal for the Jets at this point. All right, this has been fun. Our first uh, venture into prime time for one of these lives. And I think it went well, guys. Lots of great questions. Yeah, yeah good questions. This is awesome. uh, we had a, a, so thanks to everybody. We had more people on checking it out. But also check out the audio version and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast or on the app as well. And if you want to save 40% off a subscription to The Athletic to get to that app, use theathletic.com slash the can't wait podcast. Save 40% off a subscription um besides our podcast we have a full slate of podcasts at the athletic check out the comeback COVID 19 and the return of sports seth davis is actually hosting that one um, getting into the podcast game for us it examines the latest developments on the return of professional sports during COVID 19 on the latest episode, David Aldridge joined the show to discuss the NBA's 113-page safety manual. That's like double the length of Major League Baseball's that everybody thought was super long. So check out the comeback right here at The Athletic. Great job, Connor. Uh, no more coffee tonight if you want to sleep. Thanks, Marissa, for all the questions. And we will be back with zone. you when there is news. So in a couple of weeks, when Jamal Adams demands a trade again, <laughs> we will be here to bring you the latest. Thanks for tuning in to the Can't Wait Podcast.